It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. One of the things that I would always ask is, is your child taking responsibility for the choices? And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson. I'm here with my wife, Kylie, Miss Happy Families. We're the parents of six kids. I've written six books about raising happy families. And last week on the podcast, we had a chat with Todd Rose about standardization in education. Whether or not you can succeed or not is as much about finding that fit between who you are and the environment. Todd is a professor at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. He's also the author of two best-selling books, Dark Horse and The End of Average. Love those books. Today we're talking about those dark horses. If you missed the episode, by the way, you can uh, just go back and have a listen to it. It was one week ago. It was a great conversation all around Todd's journey from being a high school dropout to Harvard professor. (laughs) Just amazing stuff. Uh, Thanks again for joining us, Todd. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. There was a quote, Todd, um, that jumped out at me because we've we've seen it um, personally in our own lives with our children. You say that um, a 2016 Gallup study found that while only 26% of fifth graders are disengaged from school, 55% of the eighth graders are disengaged, rising to 66% of our high school seniors. Um, you know, and this concept that while our um, peak for learning actually, you know, kind of starts in kindergarten, it actually starts diminishing at that point as well because we go into this standardized system. It's, it's all downhill from there, right? Yeah. That's so depressing. And, and, and we've, yeah. seen, we've seen it with our children. Um, one of – it was actually our oldest daughter. She was um, – she was in first grade and she had been reading since she was four. So she was an avid reader, loved reading. Her comprehension was a little bit low. And so she was coming home with these books that says, I am Sam, Sam, I am, you know, three words to a, to a page. And she was getting so frustrated and angry. And her teacher, I would say to her teacher, she's reading books that, you know, have got three and four lines on a page. Um, can you not send her home something that's more appropriate? And her response to me was when I ask, you know, her the questions about what she's reading, she can't give me an answer. At, even at that stage, I recognised that my child had a little bit of um, kickback there because she was like, I've just read it to you. You know, why, why do I have to tell you that Sam is, you know, a cat or whatever? Because I, I can see it on the page. But- and it wasn't until she actually went to the next grade that her teacher came to me and she said, Kylie, I've recognised that Chanel has and a massive aptitude for reading. She is doing amazing, but her comprehension is a little bit low. So the way we're going to kind of deal with this is I'm going to send two books home with her each night. One book is going to, um, you know, help her with the reading level that she's at. And the other one, you're going to read a little bit differently. We want to kind of work on her comprehension. So it's not testing her reading skills so much, but we're going to give her information books that she's interested in that we can help to just, you know, kind of draw out um, that comprehension from her. And that was such a lifeline for us at that point. That's amazing. That's, I mean, you think about like, whether it's education or the workplace, it, it is one of the most drop dead simple insights from research that the more engaged a person is the the better they learn the more productive they are the more creative they are right like that's a, a very simple insight and yet like these basic things like this where like fortunately you've got another human being who's caring about your kid and trying to understand them and meet them where they're at but the difference between like her experience there and if she doesn't have that experience right like you, you could imagine where that goes 
where every time she's interacting, it's something that's come terribly boring. It, it's not at all relevant to her. And so she starts to disengage. And then it suddenly becomes, I'm not very good at reading, becomes I'm not very good at school, becomes I don't like school at all, right? And so like this kind of disengagement, I, I think is unbelievably sad, particularly in societies, in democracies, where we feel like it's okay to compel parents to turn their kid over to, <laughs> to a school, right? That we have some obligation to make that compulsion worth it. I, I hear that story and I think to myself about a, a, a mum who contacted me just recently and she sounded so desperate, Todd. She said, I've got a 14-year-old son. He's been diagnosed with ADHD. He has really significant anxiety. Uh, he is, is just struggling so much, doesn't have any friends and he's refusing to go to school. He, he just hates being at school and we cannot get him out the door anymore. It's gotten awful. And I mean, what she was really saying is he doesn't fit. There's this standardized mold and for whatever reason, our son doesn't quite fit. And she said to me, what can we do? What are we supposed to do? Like, do we force him to go to school? He won't see a psychologist. We're really stuck. And as I hear Kylie share that, statistic from Gallup that you've cited about engagement dropping. And this is not new. We've known this for decades, that kids switch off more and more and more as they go through their school experience. Uh, The the standardized cookie cutter approach to education doesn't serve them well. And then I think about this kid here who's got some psychological challenges and some social issues. He just doesn't want to be there. What, What do you say to parents when they come to you with those kinds of challenges? So, you know, I, I, first of all, the two of you are the parenting experts. I, I you know, I, I pretend to be once in a while, but I have two kids. Luckily, you know, <laughs> they're a little older now. But um, for, for me, like, I think the most important thing, and I think all of us as parents can lose sight of what matters most, right? Like, yes, it, look, in a perfect world, it's important that they do well in school. But let's just be clear. I think every parent on the planet would trade that in to make sure the kid is happy, to make sure they are like a good person, right? That they are a productive citizen. You know what I mean? Like, so you don't, you don't have to choose, but sometimes we get our priorities out of whack that we think somehow, you know, take this kid. Cause I can tell you, I had a heck of a time um, in school. I was bullied. I didn't have a lot of friends early on. And I'm telling you, the only people that think academics matter more than friends are people that have friends. Right. And so like, could you imagine what it's like to wake up every day? Like I know from the research, so kids that struggle and kids that are bullied, they wake up, their cortisol levels, stress hormone spikes, like, like they're experiencing trauma, even in the anticipation of going to school. Like, how do you learn like that? It's the Happy Families podcast. We'll continue our discussion with Todd Rose in just a moment. Are screens creating tension at home? Tweens, Teens and Screens is a webinar to guide families to healthy, safe, super screen solutions. Buy today at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. It's the Happy Families podcast, and today we're speaking to Harvard professor Todd Rose, author of best-selling books, Dark Horse and The End of Average. Do you think that it's right that we've decided that every student is supposed to go through 13 years of school and then go to university? I think that school should go. Like, let's be clear about what it is we're trying to accomplish, right? The amount of time you should be in school should be like, listen, we are taking part of their life away from them, right? Like, you know, John Dewey used to talk about the purpose of school was not to prepare them for some other life, right? 
This is their life. Yeah. They are living right now. Yeah. I, I say this all the time. It's not about getting your kids through school or getting your kids through uni. It's about getting school or uni through them. It's about, it's about the learning. It's not about the outcome. Right. And, and the thing is, is like they are learning to be, look, learning to be a good person, learning to be a, a citizen in a democracy. What does that mean? Right. What are my responsibilities? You know, what are my rights? Like, and yes, figuring out who you are and what you have to contribute and developing the knowledge and skills to be able to do that, right? This is not a, when I think about more personalized environments, I don't mean selfishness. I don't mean like coddling. I mean, we are going to work really hard to help you be the best version of yourself. And the idea is that a a society full of people who are able to strive toward a fulfilling life like that makes us all better off. So how do you deal with your child wanting to make a life choice that doesn't seem like the right idea at the time? Some things are just bad choices, right? <laughs> Let's be clear, right? Not every path is a fulfilling path. But one of the things that, that, especially with older kids, and I think for younger kids, I have different advice about some of the things that I, I think parents should focus on. But for older kids, look, in a standardized system, Whatever it is, at least we know the mile markers, right? We kind of know how to tell whether we're making progress. When you choose to pursue a, a, a path of fulfillment, it's, it's a unique path. So it's not as easy to know, am I, am I on path or, or am I just like literally a dead end? So this is the thing that I think like one of the things that um, I would always ask is, is your child taking responsibility for the choices, right? So like if, if you have a kid who wants to be an actress, and they're like, I'm going to Hollywood, right? And it's like, they're, they're living with six roommates, they're waiting tables to pay the bills, and they're doing it. That's not bad. That is a really good sign. It may not turn out that she's going to be a, uh, you know, a celebrity actress, but it is a good path, right? But if she's like, hey, listen, I expect you to pay for my rent, and oh, I need a car, and you're not taking, like, without fail, not a single successful dark horse that we studied ever shirked responsibility. Right, because if it is a path of meaning and fulfillment, you, you will take responsibility. You will do what it takes. Right. So if you see your kid being willing to lean into it and own the responsibility, man, lean into it with them because it may not be their their, their long term life outcome, but it will be a great learning experience, and, and you never know what comes next. The book is called Dark Horse. The author is Todd Rose. Todd, uh, loving this conversation. So grateful for your generosity in sharing these ideas. Uh, the take-home message that I'm hearing is uh, the standardized path that we put our kids on is not always going to be in their best interest. In fact, most of the time, it's probably not. But if we can help them to find something that fulfills them and let them lean into that, and if we can support them in it without actually doing it for them, then chances yeah. are they'll, be, they'll, they'll make plenty of mistakes. There'll be hiccups along the road, but they may end up finding that thing that just lights them up. Yep. And, and I say that the takeaway for me, and this was in this sort of subtitle of the book, is that we, we've got the relationship between fulfillment and excellence backwards, right? We sort of think if you just pursue that excellence as it's been defined for you, you'll be happy on the back end. But we all know plenty of people who are very good at what they do and absolutely miserable, right? Mm. So the, 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 the important thing is, and what we learned from all these dark horses is that they know certain things that make the pursuit of fulfillment a reliable path to excellence as well. Well, I would love it, Todd, if we could be a little bit cheeky and get you back one more time because I'd really like to unpack that. 
for, for the mums, for the mums and dads out there. Okay, so there's an agenda here. Kylie's thinking about doing something different now that she's in her mid forties, and uh, and I think that there's actually a bit of a personal agenda. Maybe. <laughs> All right, let's do it. That sounds great. <laughs> I just love this. Thanks so much. Uh, great talking to Todd Rose once again on the Happy Families podcast, and looking forward to having him back on the show next week to wrap things up. Hey, if you've enjoyed the podcast, we would love it if you'd go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that more people can find out about the podcast, make their family happier. Uh, the Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media and our executive producer is Craig Bruce. If you'd like more info about how to make your family flourish, particularly if you'd like to have ongoing monthly support via our amazing Happy Families memberships, all you've got to do is visit happyfamilies.com.au. Happy Families.